Hey everyone, I'm Nick Bogues, self-made small business success story. I went from working five jobs and over 90 hours a week to building a multi-million dollar internationally known pizza enterprise. I never stop, I won't fail. There's power in the pen, and today there's power in the mic. Welcome to the Business Equation Podcast. Today we'll solve the equation with a special guest, Dave Richards of DR3 Contracting. And the equation we're gonna solve today is how to get past the struggles of starting your own business when everybody tells you that you can't do it. Dave, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me, Nick. It's my pleasure. I thought you'd be a uh, perfect guest for my audience today because you started your business um, just a few years ago and you're you're very successful at this time. And um, I know that in the beginning, you were like myself, had a lot of people that didn't believe in you and you just kind of figured it out. You had gained a lot of knowledge um, over the past decade and a half in the industry that you're in and you're able to leverage that into your own business. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself, Dave? Um, let our audience know who you are and what you've done and and um, how you're how you're successful at this point. Basically, I mean, my every, everything I've done in my life kind of was getting to be an entrepreneur and I, I didn't realize it. When I, I graduated high school, I, I left for the Army less than 30 days after I graduated high school. I did four years. I was lucky enough to be in, and the only four years of peacetime we've had over the last 30 years. And that kind of just like set me up that I kind of need, need structure. So after that, I, I got out and I took jobs just doing anything I could find to do. I was, I was single, you know, I didn't have anything to worry about at the time. And then um, I got married and we had a baby right away. Yeah. That's, that's everybody's story. Right. And you had, okay, I got a, I got this baby here. Now I got a, be an adult and I got to do something you know my mom's like you got to do something with your life so I went and I got a job knocking on doors selling um telecom and cable television and internet you know I said you can't make a living knocking on doors your whole life so I got a job working in the roofing industry basically I was you know working a counter I was a counter person and I uh knew nothing about uh roofing at all nothing and they took me from nothing to learning a lot and I knew a lot about the products and uh, how they were supposed to be used but I, I never really installed them you know so I went from from high school to the army to this sales job at a counter where you know the guys I'm working with were lucky to have uh, a high school education themselves so it was a they were very uh, unpolished I guess would be the best way to say it so um, I was told, you're never going to make any money just working a counter. You got to go do something. So I got this job for with a, another sales job with a company based in Europe. And they were very proper Englishmen that I worked for. And they were, you know, here I am, no college education. And I go with working with these people who have two and three PhDs. I was, you know, I, I'm calling on these people who have like you know they're working for jet propulsion labs they're working for nasa they're working for los alamos national laboratory so it, i mean i don't know i not to offend anybody but they say with every degree you get you get a little bit dumber because these people are absolutely impossible to communicate with because they're stuck in the lab all day so that helped me kind of pull back some of my my brashness i was very uh, unprofessional in my approach with everything well, you're very young at that point too, right, Dave? Oh yeah, I was 25, 26. So at this point, you know, I was 
you know, I'd never really had a job like in a professional environment where you wear like a shirt with a collar every day. You know, I was wearing a t-shirt and jeans to work. So I, I there was a uh, some problems with the economy in 2009, right? You know, my biggest customer was NASA. They cut their budget in half. So, you know, the company came to me and was like, hey, somebody's got to go. So I got eliminated. So at that point in time, I kind of went back into the uh, building products area of, of the business. And I worked there for a couple of years. And the owners, one of my customers kept saying, come work for me, come work for me, come work for me. And I was like, eh, I'm not sure if I want to do this or not. Eventually he convinced me and I went and I worked with him and I started running his crews. And I mean, this guy, great guy. I still call him every once in a while and just ask him for advice to bounce things off of him. But I mean, he, he got me into the, as we say in my business, the other side of the counter or the installation side. And I was running crews there and I was able to help him reduce um, overhead and help him materials and labor as well and help him kind of streamline things because it was a second business and it wasn't his first business and he wasn't solely focused on it. That helped me get in the door with this company and then after that, that was running, they were installing windows and it was, uh, and after I worked with the window company, I got on with a large national roofing company and their big thing is, is we're not a roofing company, we're a sales organization that installs roofing, which presented it, its own set of problems, but I learned so much there. I was working 70, 80 hours a week. I mean, I was only making $45,000 a year. So you can see that the, uh, the numbers didn't add up. So after about a year, year and a half of doing that, I looked at my, my fiance, who was, who's my wife now, another wife, new wife, <laughs> that little update there. But, um, but I, I looked at her and I, she looked at me, I was like, I said, there's so much money to be made in this if we just go out and do it. I said, I know how to run the crews. I have, I, I have the sales experience. I have everything to do. I was like, and you know, I learned a little bit along the way from my customers that I could go out and I could sell a roof. I had the guys available to me to install it. So we just, we went and we had a, we had a credit card with a $5,000 limit and a pickup truck. And that's how um, DR3 contracting was born. So how nervous, Dave? Talk about that point of, you know, not having a job, um, thinking about starting your own business and um, the different, you know, friends and families that would tell you different things about starting your own business and kind of just like, how did you get past that mindset to go ahead and, and do your own thing? Because it sounds like very similar to myself. You worked to all these different places, gained a ton of knowledge, work to the corporate setting like I did where you get even more knowledge because they do it on a, such a large scale. You know you're ready, but how did you be able to convey that to, to your friends, your family, your loved ones, and everyone else? I was lucky in that I had a support system behind me that said, you know, anything you want to do, you set your mind to and you do it. People thought I'd be successful because when I was trying to get started and I was trying to avoid the credit card debt, I had people that wanted to invest in me but they you know they were looking for a long-term return and you know where you know somebody said well I'll, do, I'll give you it and they thought it was they thought it was like shark tank and they're like well you know I'll, I'll loan you the money you can pay me back but i want five percent heck you know so um i just pushed and i i pushed and i had i'll be honest with, with everybody out there nick it was you I mean, really, you, you pushed me and you said you could do this, you know, 
biggest thing you told me is, you know, I listened to all your shows and those couple years ago, you took main thing you told, I said, I want to do this and, um, you know, I'll, I'll have another job on the side. And you said, no, you do it full time or you don't do it at all because it won't succeed. And um, I just burn the ships, burn the ships. Exact. That's exact. Those were the exact words. I think we were sitting on your back porch. And you. So um, that's just that, that's what it had to be. And um, I just you know, my, my fiance believed in me 100 percent. and. She told me she believed in me. I, I'm sure she was a little skeptical, but we, we just ran with it. So, so tell me this, Dave. You said you, you started with $5,000 worth of credit card debt. Where are you today? I don't have any credit card debt. <laughs> uh, honestly, uh, we, we, we started with, you know, $5,000 on a credit card. You know, I drive now, I, you know, and I had a 15-year-old Ford Ranger, and I was renting a house. Now, I, you know. I own my house. I own um, two brand new vehicles. You, you know, I, I pay my bills. You know, I don't have to worry about if my how my kids are going to pay for college. I don't. I'm not wondering like, okay, you know, we got groceries this week. What about next week? I'm I'm very stable. I, I took a company from nothing um, to um, 1.5 million in sales last year, and wow. projecting to do. I'm hoping. 2 million in sales this year. That's what I'm projecting out. That's my projection. So, so let me ask you this, Dave, because I know, I know um, a little bit about your story as well. So, so what I think is always interesting is I talk a lot about beating that horse till it's dead. And, and when you find something that works in your business, go after it. And when you started in the, in, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but when you started in the beginning, uh, you weren't necessarily just doing roofs. You were doing a little bit of bathrooms, doing some other things. You figured out that the roofs was the the most profitable in the part that you were going to do, so that's what you went after. And then the other part that, if you could talk about, is the giant hailstorm that that hit our area last year. That that you found out that if you you knew how to attack these hailstorms and insurance companies, you could make um, your year supply of of uh, cash flow. So can you talk about like those two two aspects? With the hailstorm, I mean, it, I got lucky. I mean, hailstorm hits Western Pennsylvania once every uh, five or six years, a major one that causes damage. Um, I caught lightning in a bottle. Basically, what I did was is I reached out to people in the area where the hailstorm was and that I quoted work for previously and didn't buy. And I was said, hey, I explained to them the situation and why hail is so devastating to a roof. And I came over and I inspected it for them for free. And I set up a meeting, had them contact their insurance carrier, and I walked them through the process of a um, insurance claim with a uh, for a homeowner's claim, and that just kind of it snowballed almost to the point that was out of control. Not gonna lie, I wish that I would have had somebody working for me last year to help me handle that because I feel that I left a lot of things on the table that I, a lot of money on the table that I should wouldn't have if I had an office manager like I've uh, instituted this year and going back to you know like yeah I mean I started out and I was like I had no real no real focus I was more like a handyman like anybody needed something done yeah I'll go do it because you know I got to eat and then um, we did the first roof and I did the numbers and I saw what the profit was on the first roof compared to the first you know bathroom it's just kind of drug on and drug on and um, where I was working on it every day. And then 
we did the second roof and then I did a, another bathroom that just kind of the project just drug on. And I looked at the, the profitability numbers and I realized what I do good and what DR3 does good is roofing. Do what you do good and do it again. I've said that countless times to so many people and that, that's a Walt Disney quote, but it's absolutely the truth. If you can go and you can sell 12 roofing jobs in a day or sit at home or, or not sit at home, sit, sit on a job site and um, put together a bathroom. I mean, what do you do? It's, it's a no brainer for me. You know, I go sell the roofs. I have the guys that put on the roofs. I go back and I um, meet with my, my customers. I'm on the jobs with the roofers. I'm, I can point out things that I, I'd like them to do differently. Uh, it just became a, a matter of, you know, do what, you, do what you do best and do what's most profitable for you. Now, so these guys out here that are doing bathrooms every day, they, they probably couldn't go out and turn a roof around in 48 hours the way I, 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 my, my company can. Does that make sense to you? What I'm thinking, so people get a clear idea, is you have an office manager yourself, and then you have a team of workers that actually do the roof. So uh, you have an office manager doing the back end of it. You're doing the sales pitching of it, uh, the quotes, making sure the job's right. And then you have the workers that actually do the job. Is that correct? That is correct. I should have been more clear. No, you're good. You're good. So then with, with that structure in place, you know, you're growing this thing. Last year you hit the hailstorm. It gets even bigger. You realize you need an office manager. That's why they're there this year. And then, you know, I know from talking to you, you want to get even bigger and you want to grow this thing. So can you talk about networking and kind of the event you went to not too long ago and kind of how important you feel that is in this whole equation of actually now you're at the point where you want to grow this thing. So could you talk about how you're going to grow it? Here's the thing. Most contractors don't network uh, because, you know, they're doing another thing that you preach all the time, which is, is they're working for their business and not on their business. They're not out there, you know, I'm, I'm meeting with insurance agents, meeting with realtors, I'm, I'm meeting with property managers. And I'm, I'm, that's part of my routine every single week is to meet with these people. That's where the leads come from. Whether you have a hailstorm or not, an insurance agent is a, um, is a roofing contractor's best friend. And just because they, they get the phone calls and they're like, hey, 95% you know, of um, the calls they get aren't claims, but I can go out there and I can talk them through that. That's the biggest thing I did though, is I, um, I joined a, a BNI chapter when I was very young into the process and I just decided that I was only doing roofing. Did they and give you a lot of jobs? Well, I, the first, well, I had a, it was a customer that invited me to the BNI. Um, and I went and I walked out of the first meeting with four leads that I converted all into sales. So I, the first BNI meeting, I, I walked out with, I want to say probably uh, $75,000 worth of business. As a contractor, BNI is huge because the conversion rate of the lead is much higher and lead cost is, is insane. I'm sometimes some of these services, you're paying $350 to $450 for a lead. So if you're not converting it, then you're just burning money. So, I mean, B&I was, any time you get a chance to get in front of other people and pitch your brand to them and have them openly listen and have them openly share your brand with other people is a great opportunity for not just contractors, but most businesses as a whole. And that's why there's a whole multi-billion dollar business built just around networking groups. 
And was that part of your, your $5,000 in the beginning was, was the networking group too? Like I would imagine. No, no, it was not. It was not at all. It, that came probably about nine months in. And okay. I, you know, I, I paid off, paid back the credit card at that point, but we were sitting there and it was, we were still tight. Money was still tight. You know, it wasn't, we weren't planning. We weren't eating a Morton's every week, you know, not that I eat at Morton's every week now, but, but, we, but we weren't eating $75 steaks. You know, we were, we were getting by, you know, like lower middle class still, we weren't really there. And uh, when I was presented the opportunity to join the, join the BNI chapter, it was, well, are we going to pay our rent this month or are we going to join this, join this networking group? And after, you know, we talked it over and I, you know, well, Hey, look, I got four contracts out of it. We wrote the check and then never looked back. Just absolutely never looked back. I had, I got so busy that I had to drop out of the chapter, but I created such a good influence there and I created such a good network of people there that um, I haven't been there in over a year at this point and I still receive weekly referrals from the people in that group. That's fantastic. And then just recently you went to a real big expo too, the kind of. Oh, um, oh yeah, I'm sorry. God. <laughs> I went down to Dallas for the international roofing expo this year. If you want to be successful, you got to surround yourself by the people in your industry that are successful. And I had the opportunity to go down to Dallas and go to the international roofing expo. Uh, there was a gentleman that wrote a book that I wanted to meet. And like my main goal was to go down there and meet this guy. I went down and I ended up hanging out with him for about four hours and just getting a chance to pick his brain, which was absolutely spectacular. Um, that had to have been worth the cost of the airline ticket and the hotel and all that, right? Well, it was, it was worth every single penny. It sure. was, and um, I'm looking forward to going back again next year. Hopefully have a little better game plan. I think I failed myself and that I did. I mean, this is, it's a huge expo and I, I feel that I should have had a better game plan when I went down there, but I did get a lot from it. There was a lot of things that I learned. There was classes that I took when I was there that just kind of opened my eyes to some things. And it also um, refreshed me and helped me kind of reset and get ready for this 2020 year and how I was going to move forward with it. And then Dave, one of the things that you do that I always admire, I think you do really, really well, is you leverage your vendors really well. Could you, could you talk about how you leverage your vendors? I don't put my vendors against each other. I, I make the best use of what they give me. When, you know, what I mean by when I say that is, is um, my, my shingle supplier, for example, they offer online ordering. So I go ahead and I do that. The other thing they do is they offer an early pay discount. So my bills get paid within that early pay. It was, it's, you know, I get a discount if I pay my bill within 30 days. So that extra money that comes back in, that's money in my pocket. And I use that. The manufacturers all have rebates for all these uh, different programs and, uh, and all, the, all these different products. And I make sure that I, I get the money back for the, for the rebates. And, and I use those types of things. Guy, they offer financing programs this year 2020 um i'm offered financing i sold three jobs last week that i wouldn't have sold last year because i was able to offer my customer financing they didn't have to pay for it all out of pocket up at one up at, up front they could pay for it um over over a period of time and they don't have to come out of pocket all at once on it that's huge uh those are the you use the tools that are given to you people in most businesses don't 
take advantage of the tools that are given to them. And you have to take advantage of those in order to succeed. I think a lot of people think when they start off as a business owner, this is going to be my game plan and this is what I'm going to do. And then what, what you've done very well, I think, is you've pivoted the whole time. You know, when you found out that, okay, um, I don't want to be stuck in people's bathrooms, you know, so I'm going to, and roofs is where the money's at. So this is where I'm going to go. And then when you find the hailstorm, you, you get all over that and sure you're going to say it's lucky, but really you're working hard at that point. And I think if you've got hard work, eventually you do get lucky, but it, it's, if you're not putting in that hard work, the luck never happens. And then you create your own luck. Absolutely. And then at, at this point, now you're, you're working towards uh, growing your business. You've got a lot of different things going on. You've leveraged your vendors. So where do you see your business going the, the next year. I, I know that you're going into other markets. Like where do you, what is 2020 for you? And what do you see of 2021? Well, up until about what, how long we've been on quarantine now? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're on quarantine. Huh? <laughs> yeah, probably about 10, 11 days, I think at this Yeah, point. so you know, up until about 11 days ago, um, things were moving. They're still moving forward. And it, as a business owner, you have to keep them moving forward. I put a storefront in uh, Mahoning Valley of, in Ohio across the state line. And we're working that area. Um, so I'm trying to expand that way. Uh, people look at me like I'm nuts when I did that. But my thought process was, is if you're from Pittsburgh, you know that to get to the southern side of the, of the city from the northern side where I live, it takes you an hour and 15 to an hour and 20 minutes during rush hour to get there. And I thought to myself, well, I can beat my head off a steering wheel trying to expand down to that side of the city or I could drive 55 minutes across the turnpike and I'd be right across the Ohio line in a 100% different market. So uh, I just, I wanted to be able to make the best use of my time and be productive in that, during that windshield time. And I feel that I can be more productive um, with a nice, easy drive across a highway instead of fighting traffic for an hour and 15 minutes every day. As a true Pittsburgher, not, not wanting to go through the tunnel, he'd rather cross state lines. So, <laughs> well, Dave, very good. I, I appreciate your time today. I think there's a lot of just a great story. And another uh, hardworking entrepreneur worked, you know, worked for someone else for so long and realized if they're going to do it forever, they got to do it for themselves. And I think uh, you can hear Dave's mentality, and and he's um, at this point successful, and he and he feels like he's fighting every day to make it. And Dave, just thank you so much. Can you tell everybody um, where we can find you and where they can find more out about your company? And if they need a roof, how do they call you? Uh, not only a roof, even a repair. We repair the roofs as well. So, um, you know, you got that that drip at your brother-in-law's house that he won't take care of. Tell them to go to um, dr3contracting.com, and there's a submission form there. And it's the number three, not spelled out, or um, – 412-273-5414. You will get my office manager and she'll guide you through the process that way. Thanks, Dave. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. Well, this has been the Business Equation Podcast. This has been Nick Bogaz. Give thanks, be humble, be grateful.